0: Today at Kayla's Church, we're discussing
1: why there needs to be a separation between church and hate. Amen. I hate hate. Great. Wait. Kalos Church. My name is Amrita Jiva,
0: And I'm Pradeep and Jiva.
1: And we're so glad you joined us online today. Yeah. Kalos is a Greek word that means beautiful mm-hmm. and we hope that today you experience the beauty Amen. of Jesus. If you would like content like this every single week we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. follow us on social media, and go ahead and subscribe to the link to join a house gathering
0: amen amen right now we have people meeting in house gatherings all over the place we have people interacting on our private facebook group we love community we've never wanted to just be a friendly church we want to be a church of friends Mm -hmm. and so every week we try to share some good news and a prayer request and the good news this week that we want to share is last friday we kicked off a kids family movie night that was a drive-in movie experience a great way to kick off the weekend and we are so excited to see that family gathered in the cars with snacks kids had a great time in a cdc friendly way and so we just got to celebrate that we have an amazing kalos kids ministry we have amazing families at kalos church our kids can still like have some good experiences even in the midst of this pandemic amen Amen. yes and uh we want to take a moment and pray because we know in this political election season many of us are trying to make decisions on who we vote for how we engage with our friends and family how we just navigate through this whole political process and we know that is hard making decisions is hard having conversations that is so hard and so we want to take a moment and just invite the holy spirit into this experience so let's pray Mm. dear father We invite Mm. you into this political season. We invite you into our hearts, and we ask that you would guide us into truth, Mm. that you guide us into making great decisions that can be part of what you're wanting to accomplish through us. Lord, Lord, I pray that you would fill us with love and grace and truth as we walk through the season. For those of us who are dealing with anxiety, stress, and an overwhelming pressure, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would comfort us in this time. You would give us wise counsel in this time. We receive everything you have to offer. Yeah. And we all said in the precious name of Jesus, amen.
2: Amen. 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 Well,
0: now, without further ado, we're going to hear a great message from Pastor Amritha as she continues our series, Politically Correct.
1: Well, we are in our Politically Correct mm. series, and today I'm gonna to preach on the separation between church and hate. Mm. And if Pastor Pradeepan and I are being really honest, it's pretty scary right now yes. to be preaching on politics. And I wanna thank you, church, for being so grace-giving yes. to us and for being so kind, mm. uh, because really our heart is to pastor us through this season. Yeah. And our end game really is not to tell you what's to be on Mm -hmm. or to who to vote for our end game is to point you to Jesus Mm -hmm. our end game is that we would all fall more in love with him and that we would recognize that this political season is taking a toll on our souls I don't know about you but sometimes my soul just feels so heavy Mm -hmm. it can feel empty at times it feels just uh, it just feels hard hard right now Mm -hmm. and so as a church it's important that we come together and we lift up the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. even if we disagree on politics that is is, even in your house gathering right now you might be sitting (laughs) next to somebody who is of a completely different political side or party than you but here you have come together on Sunday to lift up the name of Jesus and I'm just so amazed by that I'm moved by this church and I got to be honest with you I was thinking this week how impressed I am that our church, man, is filled with wonderful people of true diversity, of people with different ethnic backgrounds and racial backgrounds, people with different thinking and thoughts. And to be really honest, I don't think I've been a part of a church where that is uh, so common. And I love that about our Mm -hmm. church. It's it's Mm -hmm. one of the richest parts about our community. And I just want to tell you, this is our heart, is that whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, Republican or wherever you stand on the political spectrum, you are welcome at Kalos Church, Mm -hmm. you really are. You can belong here and Jesus loves you. We welcome you into our community. Mm -hmm. You know, as I think about what really is taking a toll on our souls right now, I don't think that it's really the system of government and voting and political parties that's really uh, taking a toll on us. I think what it is actually, is how we're treating one another. Mm, mm-hmm. It's the political hostility yeah. that we're feeling. It's really just the the meanness, how unkind we've become, yeah. uh, just really how hateful mm. we we are being to one another in this time. This mm. is what takes a toll on us, I believe. Mm. And there was a research piece done in 2015, which already was a while back ago. Imagine how much more today this applies. And the title of the article was, Um, Fear and loathing across party lines, new evidence of group polarization. It says this, our evidence demonstrates that hostile feelings for the opposing party are ingrained or automatic in voters' minds, and the effective polarization based on party is just as strong as polarization based on race. Hmm. This is crazy. I think that this polarization is really harming us. It's harming our communities. It's harming our relationships. And that in turn is really causing us to, uh, to have empty souls, heavy souls right now. And I wanna look at the Gospels because Jesus has something to say about this hate. He has something to say about how we treat one another, even in a political season. Hmm. And I wanna look at the Gospel of John in two different places in John chapter 13 and John chapter 15. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Love as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Hmm. John 15. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. Mm. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy, Mm. even in this season of political craziness. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's, friends. Mm. You know, when Jesus says something twice, like we find in these two scriptures, I think we really need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And these were the marching mm-hmm. orders that he gave to the disciples back then. And they are the same marching orders for us today to love one another, yes. even in our political disagreements. Mm. This week, I had a beautiful conversation with a woman of color in our community. And um, she was so vulnerable and so brave to share something with me that I was so amazed what, with. But before I share this story, I want want you to know that in this story I'm not puffing up one political party over another in fact they could be switched around in this story but this is her story and she allowed me to share this with you today and that was that as she has been walking through this political climate she has noticed that her heart has been full Mm. of hate Mm. and she is a devout Democrat and she would find herself when she would see bumper stickers driving down the road that said Trump on them she would find herself saying oh my goodness that person is a racist and she would find herself on social media whenever anyone would uplift the the Republican party, she would just think they're all racist. I didn't know I had so many racist friends on my social media and she would just put them in this extreme place and she found herself right. just on this island because she did what most of us do she began to cancel them out and she started unfollowing them but i want you to hear what she said next to me she said amrita when i would see that i it would trigger me and i would find their advocacy for that party as a personal attack to me hmm. and i think that's some of what's going on for many of us and so She decided that she was gonna get off social media, except for our Kalos Church Facebook page, which I didn't even know you could do that, just Mm -hmm. be on that and get rid of the rest, but she does that. And she found herself really being full of peace again and joy again. And she said, Amrita, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but I can love a Republican. Hmm. Honestly, I I didn't know that I could. I I felt so attacked all of the time. And she said, even my own mom is on a different political side hmm. than me. And I started to appreciate wow. her because I realized that she hmm. did her own digging and her own research. And hmm. she really uh, votes based on her values and her convictions, just like me. And she said, I was able to find some common ground hmm. with people. And I realized that what happens is that people will give grace to a political candidate that they've never met hmm. over their own family member. Wow i realized I was doing that, she said. She said, we give so much grace to people we don't even know, wow. rather than the person that is our neighbor. Wow! And she said, when I began to sit down and have conversations with these people, I began to appreciate them. Mm. I began to see them mm. with dignity, with humanity again, just wow. like I would want them to see that in me. Hmm. I was so amazed by this woman because she realized that in order for all of this to change, it had to start with her. Wow. I think that we are so willing to hate other Christians, to hate other people in the name of lifting other people up. Let me, let me just rephrase that for you. I think what happens is that what we'll do is we'll be so unkind to our brothers and sisters in Christ while saying that we're advocating for someone else. This does not quite match up or make sense. And I wonder if you are feeling this weariness. If you are feeling like you have broken relationships because of the political climate, because of the sides and the polarization that is happening, have you felt unfairly judged in this season? Mm -hmm. Like you haven't said everything perfectly, and so now you've been put in an extreme box in other people's opinions and in their views of you. Mm I know that there are marriages that are hanging on by a thread because of politics. Hmm. There are some of you that are dreading Thanksgiving, which is just in a few weeks because you're, you're, you don't have to deal with the politics, with the conversation that's going to happen. There are people that have canceled out and cut out and unfollowed even their own family members, their parents who are of a different generation, who think very differently, who have very different experiences than we do. And I think what's happening is that really we are operating in this sense of fear. And I began to think this week, what is it, what kind of language could I bring to what it is that we're fearing? Well, I think what we're fearing is loss. Many of us are fearing what will be taken away. Hmm. And I think what we are afraid will be taken away is that there will be opportunities that will be taken away. There will be uh, really the future for our children is scary, Mm -hmm. depending on what happens. We fear that we will lose our freedoms. We Mm -hmm. fear that we will lose progress. Some people fear what could happen. Some people fear what already Mm -hmm. has happened.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Our society is peddling fear, making money off of the fear in this political season. And I think, listen very closely, I think that when we begin to fear loss, we begin to fear each other. Hmm. And when we begin to fear each Hmm. other, we open up the opportunity to hate each other. And it's becoming that strong where even we as believers are beginning to find our hearts full of hate. Hmm. If you find yourself hating Mm -hmm. people in this season, you may be more of a disciple of the media and politics than a disciple of Jesus. But today I want to unpack for us three ways that I believe that we can disagree on politics, but still love one another like these scriptures say today. The first one is this, See people through your kingdom filter, not your political filter. Stop seeing everyone through the filter of advocating for future generations through abortion or through climate change. These kind of extremes that are really good and important things to be thinking about in this season, but it's keeping us from loving one another because we're not putting on our kingdom filter. We've always got our political filter (laughs) on. Mm The fact is, is the church is going to disagree on politics. I actually just read this week that um, in 2016, 81% of white evangelical Christians voted Republican. Hmm. At the same time, 91% of black Protestant Christians voted Democrat. Hmm. Both are followers of Jesus, both make up the body of Christ. We see that in the body of Christ, people are going to disagree. We have a difference of thoughts. We make up the church, all of us. But this is the body of Christ, and I believe that we are still called to love one another no matter where you stand on your politics. And because no side represents Jesus perfectly, we're gonna disagree. We're gonna find ourselves even on different um, ends of the spectrum here. Mm. In these scriptures, I see that Jesus is saying, you will be known for, you will be known as my disciples in spite of your disagreement, Hmm. because you will love each other. It will become your reputation as followers of Jesus. People will take notice in this political season if you can disagree with someone, but still love them, still offer them generosity, still offer them a meal, still invite them into your world. I want to ask you this and I really want you to think about this question today. Are you willing to re-examine your politics through the filter of our faith, our collective historical faith? Hmm. When I have done this in my life, I'm able to see someone on the other side of my argument with more dignity. Hmm. I'm able to treat them with more kindness. Hmm. And I think what's scary for us is that we realize that what if following Jesus puts space between you and your political party platform and candidate? Hmm. What happens when that happens? I believe that this space right here is what helps us not hate one another and begin to love one another. And some of you are like, no, my devotion is to this party because this party stands on biblical values. But I'm asking you, would you re-examine with kingdom filter on and not a political filter and leave some space in there to love the person on the other end, to not make them an enemy. When we see people with a kingdom filter and not our political filter, we don't cancel people out. We don't allow politics to ruin our relationships. We can take comfort that unity is not uniformity. Did Mm -hmm. you know that liking someone doesn't mean you have to be like someone? Hmm. This is good news in this political season, but I think many of us were imitating what we see politicians do, you know, the presidential debates there for the critical analysis and debate of the agendas that are being laid out. But what we see is really an attack on people's character. We see disrespect happening and there's really kind of this intolerance for one another that we're seeing in these debates. But you know, I love this quote, true tolerance is based not on the equality of ideas, but on the equality of people. It sees the dignity in the person on the other side of the conversation before it sees the position they hold. Mm. The issue that Christians need to wrestle down, listen church, is not who do we vote for. The issue we need to wrestle down is, are we willing to put on a kingdom filter over a political filter, a kingdom filter before first before our political filter. Mm-hmm. This will change the way that politics is taking a toll on our souls, amen. amen? Number two, stop thinking the worst of each other. I was trying to think of a better way to say this. There isn't a better way <laughs> to say this. Stop thinking the worst of each other. We're being conditioned to look for enemies. Mm. What do I mean by that? I mean that social media has systems and algorithms that puff up what we think and and dehumanize and uh, and really demonize those in a different hmm. with different thinking and on the other side of our argument. It's not enough anymore to just stand up for what we believe and vocalize it, but we have to go ahead and tear down hmm. someone else's character. We want people to judge us for our our hearts, but we judge other people by their actions. Hmm. I wanna teach you something today that I think will really help translate this to be a little bit more um, applicable for us in in our daily life, and that's this. There's a term that's called fundamental attribution error. Say that five times in a row. (laughs) And what it is, fundamental attribution error, is that it's a cognitive bias that causes us to attribute people's behavior to their character. We say things like, well, she behaves this way, so that must mean that's really who she is. That's really who she is. Here's an example. This guy is always late. He's always late. I don't know why he's always late, but he must be lazy, disorganized, and irresponsible. He doesn't clearly care about what other people, other people's time. And we blame that person. We say, well, that is who he is. He's always late, so he's truly a lazy person. He's irresponsible, he's disorganized. But when we're late, We never say, well, I I am a truly lazy, disorganized, irresponsible person. No, in fact, we say, well, I was late because I was trying to get the kids dressed and I was trying to feed the dog and I was on the phone and I was just running late. And it's because I'm so not lazy. It's because I'm so not irresponsible. It's because I'm so organized that I was late. But do you see what happens? The fundamental attribution error is when we assume that a person's actions reflect the kind of person they really are rather than the social and environmental factors involved. Hmm. In politics, this is what it looks like. Those corrupt Democrats, they are corrupt at their core. All of them have corrupt hearts. Those heartless Republicans, they're Hmm. heartless. They don't care about people. They're heartless. It's who they truly are. And we begin to believe the worst about each other and when we begin to re- believe the worst about each other we fear one another remember what i said when we fear one another we open the possibility up to hating hmm. one another even those of us that love jesus so now when you're in a conversation with someone you can say you know i think you might be su- <laughs> suffering from fundamental attribution error <laughs> hmm. but i want to tell you i want to tell you today that we've got to be careful i love this quote by eugene cho Be careful not to dehumanize those you disagree with. In our self-righteousness, we can become the very things we criticize Mm. in others and not even know it. Why would we, listen, why would we allow politics and our political view, even a view that you might outgrow, that we might outgrow? I mean, isn't it true that every 10, 15 years we outgrow? We we reserve the right to get better, to Mm. think better, to, to have more knowledge? Why would we allow our political views that we might outgrow, that we might even fully abandon to destroy our relationships? Jesus knew, it's like he knew that this was going to happen. And he said, love one another, remain in my love. The kind of love that Jesus is asking us to really believe in. I saw this on Facebook this week and I love it. It says, Kamala is beloved. Donald was fearfully and wonderfully created. Mike is cherished. Joe was important enough for Christ to die for. If we are gospel loving Christians, we see these people first as people for whom Christ died. Hmm. We see them as image bearers Hmm. of Jesus. Some of you, you saw those names, Joe Hmm. Biden, Trump, Hmm. Kamala. You see those names and it's triggering you. Hmm. It's triggering that. that hate in you, I, I want you to really consider that trigger right now. And I want you to invite the love of Jesus, the the, the same love that Jesus loved you in, in your darkness, and your sin. He loves you, He forgives you. I want you to invite that same kind of love when you, you feel triggered as you hear those names. And let's see these people as image bearers of Jesus. Church, we have been given different marching orders. Let's not think the worst of each other. Amen? Mm, Amen. The last point I wanna make here today is don't forget our mission. I love this, verse 35 in John says, "'Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples.'" Jesus didn't ask us to be disciples Mm. of politics. Mm -hmm. He asked us to be disciples of him for a reason. And what was that reason? It was to prove to the world that we belong to Him, Hmm. that our first loyalty is to Jesus. We are His people. And I love this because I believe that Jesus says, if you would do this, if in this season, if you could disagree with someone but still love them People will take notice and I am going to illuminate the name of Jesus on the earth. And those that are far from him are going to come closer. They're gonna draw near to Jesus because Mm. they witnessed people of God being able to disagree with one another, but still love. Hmm. You will know, the world will know you are my disciples by your love. Hmm. A lot of people say that, true disciples of Christ are Republicans, or true Mm. disciples of Christ are Democrat. But Paul says something very different about the body of Christ here in 1 Corinthians. I want us to look at this. I appeal to your dear brothers and sisters by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. For some members of Chloe's household have told me about your quarrels, my dear brothers and sisters. Some of you are saying, I am a follower of Paul. Others saying, I follow Apollos, or I follow Peter, or I follow only Christ. Has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, for now no one can say they were baptized in my name. Oh yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus, but I don't remember (laughs) baptizing anyone else. For Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever Mm. speech, for fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. Mm. You know, I was listening to a pastor this week read the scripture, and he decided to create a 2020 verse, uh, uh, 2000, 2020 version of this hmm. scripture. And I want to read it to you because I it really touched me. It really made me think about some things. See, and he he wrote it like this: My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's crib have DM'd me on Facebook, telling me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is. This one of you says, I follow Trump. I follow Biden. Another, I follow Bernie. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Trump crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Biden? Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Now, I want to tell you this, you know, your political candidate, your political party is going to win or lose on a Tuesday in November, but the church Is going to win or lose by how we treat one another between now and then. You know, I believe that this election, that in November, Mm. we may experience some significant social unrest. And now more than ever, do you see the purpose of the church? Mm. Do you see our role in this thing? to show the world that we are Jesus' disciples by loving them, by laying down our life the way that Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. This is mission critical. Hmm. We are on a mission to make known the beauty of Jesus. People have experienced ugly things in the church, but we believe that Jesus is beautiful we're on a mission to expand God's kingdom. I Mm. love this quote by Brian Zahn. The kingdom of God does not come by killing, it comes by dying. The kingdom of God does not come with vengeance, it comes with forgiveness. The way of the cross, self-sacrifice, co-suffering love, radical forgiveness is how the kingdom of God comes. Mm. And it comes no other way. Mm. If we lose sight of this, we will be blind to the kingdom of God. And if we're blind to the kingdom of God, we will substitute some other kingdom, government, Mm. nation, or empire for the kingdom of God. I believe church that if we would truly be followers of Jesus that love one another, that would remain in God's love, that the world will see that we are his disciples because Mm. of it. So how do we do this? Well, I want to give you a practical challenge this week. Would you do this? Would you have a conversation with someone on the other side of your political party Mm. or your politics? Would you have a conversation with them? Would you, would you listen to them? And would you, Find some common ground, because I bet Mm. there's more common ground there than you even realize. That would be such a loving gesture. And would Mm. you pray together? What would happen if the church was filled with people who, although disagree politically, could pray together for what's about to Mm. happen in our nation, what's about to come up? Mm. I think that would be incredibly powerful. I want to close with this story about Sam Gutheil who is from our church. And a few months ago she got married to Derek and uh, we were sitting at their rehearsal dinner and Sam's grandfather got up to share a speech. And um, I'll never forget this speech. Uh, He shared that he, in this political climate, he really felt inclined to send an email to the whole family. just sharing his political opinions and warning them about some stuff and just just really kind of putting it out there. And he was nervous because he knew that the whole family was not all on the same page with this. And then he received an email back from his granddaughter, Sam. And he shared this with tears coming down his face at the rehearsal dinner and it was so beautiful. And Sam wrote back to her grandfather and she said this, Grandpa, I really want to hear your thoughts. Even if they're different from mine, you are my grandpa and I love you. I will always want to hear what you have to say." (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. That is the kind of love that I believe that Jesus would have us exhibit, have us practice in this season. It's such a beautiful story that I think we can be so encouraged by today. Amen. Well, let's Mm -hmm. pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much Mm -hmm that you have shown us a different way, God, that those of us that are struggling with hate in our hearts, that you would replace it with love for one another. You would help us to be able to see people with mm-hmm. a kingdom filter and not a political filter first. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would help us as the church to remain in your love, mm-hmm. to be filled with joy. Mm-hmm. That. Many of us, as we dread what's coming in this next month, that Jesus, you would change our hearts. That God, we would truly extend love, Christ's love to our neighbor, to our family member, Lord Jesus, to those that are on a different side than us. And Lord, we surrender and we give you our hearts in this moment, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, for those of you today who may say, you know, I, don't know Jesus the way that you're talking about him, and I would love to. I wanna give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus, to give him your heart. Maybe you would say, I am somebody whose soul is heavy. I really need Jesus to come into my life and Mm. to transform me from the inside out. Maybe you're full of hate. I don't know how to get rid of this hate, Amrita. All you have to do is surrender your life to Jesus. Tell him, and he will fill you with his love. I believe that. So we're going to pray this prayer all together. Let's go ahead. If this is you giving your heart to Jesus, pray this with us. Lord Lord Jesus, Jesus, I need need you. you. Thank Thank you you for dying dying on on the cross cross for me. I open the door door of my my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. life. I turn from from my old ways and invite you to to come into my heart and life. life. I want want to trust trust and follow follow you you as as my lord and and savior Savior. in the the name name of jesus Jesus. amen amen Amen. well hey if you made that decision today to follow jesus would you go ahead and text the number on the Mm -hmm. screen we would love to follow up with you today amen
0: amen well what a powerful message such an encouragement to love people even from different political parties if you think that there is someone in your life your world that could use a message like this, would you please share it on social media? It's just a very practical way where we can get this message of love and hope and Jesus out there in the world. Well, right now we're gonna transition into worshiping the Lord with our finances. We have a very generous church and we are supported by that financial generosity. In fact, every week people are signing up to digitally give and support Kalos Church. And we just wanna say, Thank you so much because you're not just investing in you know a video, you're investing in life change. Yeah, yeah. And as you see the link on the screen for ways to give, I want to show you a story of life change right now.
4: Hi, I'm Kim Coriel, and I'm so happy to be able to share my testimony with you regarding house gatherings. Although we've only had two thus far, um, I can already sense a, a shift and a change in the atmosphere. It's so amazing and exciting to be able to worship together and hear the sermon together with other believers. And there's just something special that happens when, when believers are gathered together. And I know my heart has been um, over overflowing, overfilled. I, I teared up a couple times, and um, I am just so thankful that we're part of a church that um, fosters community and encourages community. And even in the midst of a pandemic, not being able to meet in a church building, Um, just having the wherewithal to encourage us to meet in house gatherings. And if you haven't joined one yet, and you are able to do so in a healthy manner, I would strongly suggest it because it is, it is life changing in terms of building your spirit up and helping you just um, gather together. Hey,
0: what a powerful testimony. I love all the life change here at Kayla's Church. we got a few announcements before we hear an incredible song from our team. And the first one is this, you can still join a house gathering. Mm -hmm. We have people meeting in houses, watching these videos every Sunday. Hey, click on the link so that you can participate in one. And also we have digital small groups that meet almost every day of the week. We have things like playing video games or cooking food together. It's an awesome way to make friendships. Click on the link to see all the groups and join one this week. And next week on October 25th, we're doing something called Meet and Greet. We know a lot of people have been watching these videos online via the internet. But the thing is, we can't see you. We don't know who's (laughs) exactly watching this. And we want to not just be a friendly church, but a church of friends. So if you're new to Kalos, if you're wanting to get more involved and make real time friendships, join us at the Meet and Greet. You can register with this link. We would love to meet and greet you. It's gonna be at Cypress Coffee. It's gonna be an awesome time. And the last announcement is this. On October 31st we want to be a blessing to our community. And we know that a lot of people you know traditionally trick-or-treat like at the mall and because the CDC things are shutting down and so people don't know where to go. So we thought hey we as a church why don't we bless this community and we're not like dignifying the devil or worshiping the dark ways of the world. We're just saying hey we love kids we can yeah. always take weird cultural things and use it to glorify Jesus. We say at Kalos, we'll do anything short of sin to make none the beauty yeah. of Jesus. And so we're gonna dress up in like Disney outfits and costumes, we're gonna have people driving cars and go through the Doxo parking lot. And we're gonna hand out candy, we're gonna invite people to church, we're gonna share the love of Jesus. It's gonna yeah. be a huge win. Yeah. And so you can uh, RSVP at our website or just find out more information yeah. at our website. We'd love to have you. All right. Well, let me bless you before we sing together. Yeah. May you know and make known the beauty of mm. Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face Amen. shine upon you. Be gracious to you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, "Amen."
3: Amen. Amen. Peace. Bring it all to peace. The storm surrounding me, let it break. sea to still the rage in me to still every wave at your name Jesus Jesus you make the darkness tremble Jesus Jesus you silence fear Jesus Jesus you make the darkness Jesus, Jesus, breathe, call these bones to live, call these lungs to sing once again.